A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is San Diego Review Podcast. Lots to talk about. Great race. Uh, fantastic racing between Webb, Cincerillo, Ferrandis, and Forkner. And we'll talk about all of that with uh, JT and Weege coming up here. Thank you, Fly Racing. FlyRacing.com. LE, light hydrogen gear out now, military uh, style, camo. Um, they debuted it in San Diego. It was everywhere. And it's available now at your local dealer. So go to FlyRacing.com, find your local dealer, and, and order some stuff up. Looks pretty good. Pretty sweet look from the folks at Fly Racing. Blake Baggett, of course, riding well, putting on the podium of FlyRacing.com. Zach Osborne, of course, Fly Racing. Justin Brayton, Fly Racing. Please check them out. FR5 Boot Formula Helmet. If you haven't heard about this Formula Helmet yet, I suggest you go online and read about it. And uh, it's phenomenal. The guys have invested a ton of money and R&D into this helmet, and it does a great job. I've got one myself, and uh, I love it, man. Formula Helmet from the Fly Racing folks. Uh, also, too, as well, Renthal winning again with Cooper Webb, the winning brand in manufacturing design for the last half century. Renthal also continues to lead the world at the very top level of sport, amassing more championship titles than all competing brands combined. A fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters, it all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Renthal. Fat Bar 36 out now. Rode with it this week on Blue Crew. Stay tuned for a report. Uh, thanks to Maxis as well, MXST, developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by A-Ray and uh, AJ Catanzaro out there in Supercross, so you know it works well. Uh, MXSTs, mountain bike tires, light truck tires, UTV tires, Maxis.com for more information from those guys. Uh, thank you, Maxis, as well. Alias CBD, designed for the extreme athlete and all of us. Everyone is talking about CD, CBD, but Alias Pain Bomb is so much more. They spent two years working with the top scientists in the field to create a bomb with a dozen organic botanicals. Our motivation was the love of motocross and finding a new way to advance the sport. Official pain bomb of the Geico Honda team, Alias Racer X, to save 20% on aliascbd.com. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. And uh, thanks to you people for listening. Lots to get into. We kind of get sidetracked with the Hanny Press Day thing, but it's very important that we discuss that. So uh, thanks for listening. On to the review show. And now, as promised, on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast show, where we are going to recap San Diego. Presented by Maxis and Renthal. It's my two favorite friends in the world. First up, from RacerX Online, the voice of GNCC, the voice of motocross, the voice of Geneva Supercross, the voice of flat tracks, and more, it's Jason Wygant. Yeah! Oh, this is good. I went racing this weekend, went riding on Friday. Uh, at this rate, I don't really know if I'll ever go to Supercross again. 
Maybe I'll skip motocross. Maybe I'll skip all those events that you just said on the voice of. Uh, uh, well, the way it's going. Footnick, our buddy Footnick, uh, he made a comment this weekend. He's like, Weege's just a fan now, yelling about things from the couch. That's all Weege is. It's true. I have no uh, additional information than any rando on Vital. <laughs> yep. Are you ever coming back to the races? It looks like I'm back for Tampa this weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And then maybe even what's after that? Dallas. Yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Daytona. Yeah, you got well you got much a back si- for all of them, damn it. You got a side job with Daytona coming up, so that's money. Yeah, I'll definitely be at Daytona. Money makes the monkey dance. Yeah. No, I'll be at Tampa, I'll be at Dallas. Um, right. This just in, I shot my weed show uh, video show last week. Uh, with my son riding a Stasic in the background. Uh-huh. And then the folks from Stasic called me and asked if he could be in the celebrity Stasic race at Dallas. Oh. So we're in. Maybe, <sighs> maybe we'll have to bang bars with Villapoto's, oh. one of Villapoto's twins, who is, I think, the winner easily in Anaheim, too. I have a lot of questions, but we're going to bring our other guy in here so we can both yeah. have questions. Uh, from Fly Racing, right. flyracing.com. Montreal Supercross champion, German Supercross champion. Uh, what's up, JT? Not much. I have questions as well. Yes. Okay, go ahead, JT. Uh, are they going to say who was in this race at all? Because at Anaheim 2, we had uh, Pink and Carrie Hart's child. We had Ryan Villapoto, former champion's child. We yeah, had all these yeah. stars both in the sport and just so A-list celebrity people, and they didn't mention anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, and no, look, I mean, Supercross is notorious for if they can get one B-level actor in the Diamond Club or whatever the, whatever it's called in Anaheim now. Yep. They're exploiting it to the map. Pink was apparently down there. Pink. She was. Yeah. She was. And just like, oh, whatever. Just some race. Uh, yeah. I have other questions, though. Is your son going to go in your suitcase and your carry-on? Who's paying for the son to go to Dallas? Oh, he's, oh, he's factory. They said they will buy the plane ticket what yes they they don't want this stasic thing to turn into a, a a huge like the kjsc is where you get like a thousand entries and they got to randomly sort through who's who yeah but like i don't know how many people i think they have two groups i don't know if it's 10 or 20 riders or 12 whatever it is but i yeah. think they're just like if we could just find 12 people we know that'll just show up and do it uh it'll be cool it'll be fun and we won't have to turn 900 people away okay so, I, have a, I have a question I have okay a yeah. question. yep is the person who has is willing to pay for this, are they from Nigeria, and do they also have $2.5 million that you've inherited? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it hasn't been wired in yet. I don't know. I'll have to look at my account. I gave them all my numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, I worked for two years at KTM with the owner of Stasic, Ryan Raglan. And, uh, Rags, yeah. We go way back, Rags and I. I, I yeah. It, uh, can I get a Basset Hound in this thing? Well, you know, you got to do the wiener dog gate drop challenge. I did. So I, I just feel like this is my version. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. That, the, the, factory for a day. Yep. That was incredible. It's phenomenal. I'll never yep. forget it. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, and, uh, today I raced uh, the full gas sprint enduro mm-hmm. um, and, uh, in the sand here in South Carolina. So that was pretty fun. Um, surprising the amount of moto people. Like, it doesn't matter where you go at this point. It doesn't matter where you go. There will be moto, pulp, supercross fans anywhere you go. It's crazy. It's out of hand. They, they were so pumped you showed up. And a celebrity was at a full gas enduro. Right, but it was just like, oh, yeah, this is JT. If they like web rocks in her tomac and not a single person said, who, what, who, who, what are you talking about? No, everybody. Supercross, everybody follows Supercross. Well, yeah, well, especially after last night. Um, 
Oh yeah, it's good. Let's dive into this a little bit. Uh, which main event was better, JT? Like seriously, which? They were phenomenal 450. races. Four fifty. Four fifty was better. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've, we've seen this. We've seen this 250 race happen. I know, Just but it was week. still we good. Same race happen. We saw the race. Same race happen last week. It was still good. It was good. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you want to talk about the, the storylines of AC and Webb going back, you know, decades right. of battling and. They, they're just going at it, then Baggett's finally in the mix, and then what the hell happened with Roxon? And I mean, there were there were talking points all the way through the field in that main event. Weege, what do you think? Yeah, I couldn't agree more with JT. In fact, when you asked that question, I had to remind myself, wait, what happened in the 250 race? Oh, that 450 God. race. I mean, it, it was, was good. So, oh, yeah, it was good, but we don't get these 450 races like we've had even the last two weeks, coming down to the latter laps. We don't get those very often. So when it does happen, you just reflect on over and over and over. Our buddy Ryan Holiday was at the race today. We must have talked about groups to strategy. I think we talked for an hour about that race. So no offense, 250 guys, but when you get a 450 race, that could, yeah, that's all that matters. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with you. Yeah. yeah. I thought the 250 race was damn good too. Um, yeah, it was, it was great. It was awesome. It was amazing. Um, whoops were big. Both sets were big. Second set was bigger. They mowed them down after the first set of practices, but they still stayed pretty big. And they became a factor. Webb figured out the jump, jumping through them earlier than AC and was killing them in that. And we saw the whoops all the time uh, be a factor in these races, it, it, both good and bad in heat races and in practice and everything else. And they were again in the main event. And with with Tomac's finish and Roxon's finish, um, JT, that was a hell of a ride by Cooper Webb. He's back in this thing. Stop the presses. Yeah, and it's almost right on cue. Uh, this is eerily similar to last season. And we don't, listen, we don't know what's going to happen the rest of the way, right? There's a lot of racing and a lot, a lot more people in the mix this year than last year. But this was the time where Webb had his coming out party. This same, it was a different city, but it was the same weekend. And Webb took charge from here on out. Um, this is around the time going into next weekend where Eli Tomac had his epic meltdown. Uh, Cooper Webb kind of exerted his mental dominance over Roxon, and off we went. So I don't know if we're going to see the same thing or not, but it, it was eerily similar to that same feeling as last year. Weege, uh, Adam told me after the race, he's like, I saw Coop jump the whoops on the parade lap. So he he was he was yeah, I heard that. Uh, he was eyeing it up already. He already knew what to do. And and Adam was jumping him but not as good. He was jumping him one whoop short it looked like to me on the second jump and uh yeah. and Adam was like, "Yeah, uh, he, that's where he got me." And him and Nick him and Nick Way after the uh I don't know if it was after the press conference or after the podium, but they went back out there to walk walk the track. And they were looking at video. Oh. Yeah, they were looking at those whoops and videos and everything else right there. So it's unbelievable how this has transformed. We remember a few years ago when Moose Camp started jumping whoops, and it was almost it was almost something that you would laugh at him for doing it. It was a Band-Aid to cover up how bad he was compared to the competition. Wow, there skating. was only one man on this call who would repeatedly admonish Marr for jumping whoops. I, I, I know, I know, but we, well, like Webb has adopted that, but then has taken it to a, such a level that it is now, I, I cannot believe this, it is now at the point where it is not just safer or saves energy 
or maybe allowed to take an inside line into the whoops. That was all ancillary advantages that maybe Marvin gained. But now there are actually times when it's faster. Yes, and Webb made a huge point in practice this week to say he's going to be fast in the whoops. They're no longer a problem. They have it fixed. But lo and behold, when it counted in the main, he started jumping. AC had, what, a two-and-a-half-second lead, I think, was the biggest he had. And I tweeted, I'm like, Webb's just going to wait until the whoops go away. We we really won't know how this race is going to turn out until the whoops go away. And then, dude, he made up a ton of ground on Adam Hunt, too, in the same thing. And what I really couldn't believe, when he finally made the pass on Adam, and there's a million things to talk about before that, Adam was trying to jump a little bit here and there. Webb makes the pass on him, and then Adam sent it. Because I'm sure the instinct is, if I kill these whoops, there is no way he's going to pull away from me while jumping. And lo and behold, he pulled away from him while jumping. I cannot believe <laughs> that it has turned into not just safer, easier, but straight up at times significantly faster. It's unbelievable how much it's changed. Well, I think it might just be Webb, though. <laughs> I, I, it's still a band-aid. It's still a band-aid. The, the times where it's going to be the optimal choice are few and far between. I mean, it, there there are times. This weekend was one, but if you watched like Baggett behind him, he wasn't he wasn't killing Baggett in those whoops. Baggett was blitzing him the whole time, but he was definitely getting AC there. Uh, if you watch, you know, A two the way he made up time, he wasn't really making up time on uh, Tomac when Tomac was blitzing the whoops there. So I don't think it's, I still don't think it's the optimal way, but I will say that if Webb can, he, if he can find a way to be good in the whoops when you have to blitz, like he, he was, he was better in time qualifying. He was better in the heat race when you have to blitz and that he can maintain his, his technique and his ability to jump when it's time it's going to be really challenging for these guys because I, I still believe, and I, I live through this, I watched Chad Reed, I watched a lot of guys that their, their only uh, technique is the blitz. They don't practice jumping. They hate jumping the whoops. They don't believe in it. I, Tomac's kind of that way. When it when you need to jump, when the, the primary line is to jump, they really struggle. And I, that was kind of where AC was. You could tell that he's never really been forced to jump before because he doesn't he didn't have the same prowess and confidence and the immediate ability to switch to the jump line and find the best way through them the way that, that Webb did. And if Marv would have been out there, Marv would have been doing the exact same thing. Uh, so I, I think that is something that if Webb figured out, if, if the testing they did this week helped him and he can master both of them, it's going to be really tough on the East Coast for these guys to beat him. It was awesome. It was a good race. Full props to both of those guys. Man, you know, like AC's got to get around lappers. He's got to lead a bunch of laps. Webb is bearing down on him. AC pulls it out a little bit. Webb gets by him, makes a couple runs at him. Adam shuts the door, gets more time on him. At some point, Adam is getting caught. Coop's doing the whoops. And I'm cheering for Adam, if I'm totally honest, because I want him to get that first one. And I look up, and there's six minutes to go. I'm like, oh, he's done. He, he, <laughs> he's, he's, he can't do this for six. Coop's line is too good. And uh, and uh, sure enough, you know, it was, uh, I think it was three laps to go. Was it three laps? Four laps? Yeah, three or four laps left when, when Coop finally got him. But And then Adam went to jumping. As we said, he wasn't doing him as good. 
then did you did you guys notice Adam start blitzing again for for a lap or two? <laughs> he was just yeah, like, I think yeah. He was just- trying to find something yeah. to, to just, answer with he's just like screw it i'm going back to blitzing it was it was phenomenal it was a great race and cool to watch their racecraft, both the guys don't you don't you just feel like that web web's experience in the 450 class and his championship run last year y- yeah was yep. kind of the deciding factor totally right not yeah not uh panicking not worried very methodical, like a Terminator, just kept coming. Like nothing was going, you know. Like you're, yep, I agree. We, yeah. do, do you? Yeah, I, yeah. I do. And and I think for for a rookie, I think Adam, you knew that Webb was going to throw all kinds of smarts and and racecraft at this. Uh, like I said, ten minutes in, I'm like, he hasn't even gotten even. This this battle hasn't even begun. Yet. Yeah, yeah. I do feel for all the tricks that Webb has, and he might have more tricks than anyone to win races in this matter. For a rookie, I feel like Adam did pretty well. Like, you, oh yeah, you, you, yeah. you were kind of waiting for him to get outfoxed, outsmarted, outstrategized. He, he didn't win the race, but I don't feel like he blew it. Like he tried a lot of things. He tried to counter. A lot of his counters were pretty smart. Uh, I, I was genuinely impressed how well he held up. Because, like you said, six minutes to go, I'm like, dude. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you, you can't keep this. Yeah, you're not going to keep this dude behind yeah. you. Right. It's another thing that uh, Ryan Holiday, who's the team green manager, by the way, that's who I was talking to today. Another thing we marveled at was in the 250s, remember Ferrandez took two or three shots at Fortner, and when it wouldn't work out, he would lose a yeah. ton of ground. Yeah. Webb is so good at he'll attack you, and as soon as he knows it doesn't work, he aborts the mission, and he doesn't really lose a ton of ground. It's not like, thank God I, I blocked him in this one corner, and now I got three laps of relief. He can stay on you while he's attacking you and trying different things. It's like, God, it's yeah. got to be so hard to hold him off. And I feel like Adam did a pretty good job yeah. considering. Yeah. Like I said, he's the first guy through the lappers. He's the first guy. Yeah, it's, it's much yeah. easier to be Coop's, Coop's position is much easier to sit back there and, and analyze Adam's lines and strike well, when you can, you know. I think Webb has proven over the years, going back to even his, his 250 days, obviously last year, he, he's proven he's a master strategist. Wait, yeah. you know, wait, wait in these races. I mean, he absolutely owned Ken Roxon last year, waiting the races. Just you know, he's already done it this year. Look at Oakland, right? Anytime it comes down to the last lap or the last corner, Webb is—I don't want to say undefeated because I don't have any evidence. You know, I can't prove that. But find a situation where somebody's outsmarted or outdueled Cooper Webb. You know, in that those critical moments late in the race, he just yeah. he just seems to have a strategic edge of where people are going to go, what they're going to do, and when the time is to make the pass. Can, can you imagine, JT, Wygant, who's been on the payroll all these years, cheering, <laughs> watching that race last night, watching that race, not knowing what to do? So Yes, being Adam's publicist. Yes, uh, yes. Very difficult when he's, when, he's being, when he's being beaten like this. Uh, Adam said in the press conference that they had that one moment of cat and mouse where they were stopping before the finish line. Mm-hmm. And he said Cooper was actually yelling, come on, let's go. And then Cooper explained to him, because Cooper also was keeping Baggett in check. Yeah. Marking him the whole time. So he's churning from blitzing to jumping, figuring out Adam, figuring out how to make the pass, and keeping an eye on Baggett and being like, okay, no, if you're going to start cat and mouse, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to stop now because Baggett's going to catch us. like unbelievable that he can process all that. Yeah. And, and well, B- Baggett, and Bull Baggett, after the race was upset at some lappers, really felt like he was saving it for a bit of a run. Yeah, yeah, Boss got him. You know? Boss, so. boss got in his way. It was pretty tough. Um, 
they're buddies. Like I, uh, I'm, I'm buddies with Benny too, and I he definitely got in got in Blake's way there at the end. I pictured uh, I pictured Weege though with his his headline, the storyline, the press conference for AC. You know, being the publicist. Yeah. And then when Webb passed him, he ripped up the ripped up his paper like Nancy Pelosi. That's what I pictured Weege doing at home. Yeah. Yes, it's the, true. The whole script. Yeah, the I, whole script is gone. Yeah. Yeah, we thought we had Cooper impeached, and it ended up he got acquitted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Baggett was good. Baggett got the whole shot, came in there, kind of got roughed around in the corner two, and uh, you know had, to, had his work put out for him. But um, he was good. The first set of whoops, Blake's speed in the first set, which were were easier, and lots of guys were crushing it. I thought was amazing. Blake was. All that work, JT, all the effort, everything else, all the frustration. The team got on the podium and the fly racing uh, limited edition uh, camo as well on the podium. Yeah, I think they were happy, but I also think he, Blake felt like he left a little bit on the table there too. Um, you know Blake is trying to wear those guys down and make a run right at the end. You know, that's always been his MO. That's why he was, you know, got the Chupacabra nickname. Uh, thank you, Weech. It's this um, podcast right here. This podcast did it. <laughs> right. Yep. So I think they were happy to take a huge step forward, but your opportunities to win or fight for a win don't come along all the time. Uh, so I, I think it was a little bit bittersweet there, right? You're happy. Obviously, you felt like you should have on the, been on the podium earlier in the season, but, man, almost like, dang, I w- we had a shot there and we missed it. Yeah. He was good, though. He was. Yeah, he was you really got to – I think if you're him and all that and whatever about Benny and I didn't I didn't see it. You just you know, you were you were awesome, but you were slightly behind those guys all, all race. So yep. you know, um, it was still a good start for sure. But Weege, he's on, Coop's only nine back now. So Chad Reed said on Monday that that Cooper Webb is the rider to fear, and we're like, whatever, old man. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really wonder, and I'm going to wonder maybe for the entire season now. Had the last, say, two laps in Oakland been different, uh, I think they really had him on the ropes. And we talked about it in the preseason videos that we did about how he feeds off confidence. And we know going into Oakland, it looked like Cooper was fired up. It looked like he knew that was his night where he had to respond. And for 17 or so minutes, it wasn't working out. Like, they just pulled away from him. And I really wonder if he had not caught Roxon how that has swung the momentum because I, I do feel yeah when he gets the mojo and it was only one pass in one race but it doesn't take much for this guy yeah. and to think that all of a sudden he's nine points down kenny has a bad race you got to figure if you're web you're like okay this is a lot different than it was uh yeah. eight days ago yeah jt nine back yeah this is uh this is a big deal you know they're 18 points leaving Oakland, you're like, yeah, okay, he's there, good ride from him, but, I mean, he hasn't really been a, he hasn't really been championship relevant so much, and then all of a sudden he cuts that lead in half, now it's under 10 points, he's going into races back to the East Coast, where theoretically he's going to be better than he was on the West Coast, just whoop-wise, and it seems like it, the, the dirt works better for him. Uh, I think he completely changed the narrative of the series, just in one night. Um, yeah, uh, we'll wait. I'll, I'll wait on that. All we needed I mean, was it's not done. Yeah, like obviously yeah. he's still nine points down, but it felt like the Roxon and Tomac show, and then now it's like 
uh-oh, now we got this web character. The, you know, we're talking about the web, the whoops and jumping them and how good he is and all that, but let's not forget, like, when they were huge and they were big and there was two sets of them and he's fourth overall, half a second off, and one of the sessions he was second overall qualifying. So all that work, why again, that you talked about, did pay off. Uh, Cooper Webb. No, he was P1. He, he yeah. was P1 in the first, well, in the first time session. Yeah. He won, and oh. it was blitzing all the way. So exactly. So all that work kind of yeah. helped. Yep. Um, you know, so we'll we'll just see going forward. I mean, we're on the East Coast, so whoops aren't really going to be like they were in San Diego. They won't hold up like that. But but whatever yeah. the team did, whatever he did, whatever his mentality was, all of that, um, it was good in San Diego. Yep. And he came out in practices right away, right up front. All these guys that nice. start out, all these guys that start out front, like remember Christian Craig, out front, right? Coop out front. Uh, Brayton was out front at one of the races and had a good race. Like, why doesn't everybody just try to kill themselves to get out front? It seems like when you get out front in practice, you're you're having a good day. <laughs> so I don't know. Kind of funny. Oh, one other thing to mention here is the and the TV show did an excellent job of following this. Webb ended up with a bad gate pick because he fell in the heat, mm-hmm. and no one knows why. For some reason, one of the best position gates, maybe the rut wasn't so good, but one of the best position gates just happened to be sitting there. Yeah, I would think it was uh, a rut. I would think it was a rut issue that yeah. everyone would bypass it. So Yeah, but Daniel Blair went down, and I guess he even asked uh, Carlos. Mm-hmm. Daniel said the rut didn't look that bad. Carlos was like, yeah, I don't know why that was there. Hmm. So, yeah, and with... You know, obviously, gate pick certainly is not everything, but what we're talking about here is momentum, right? Like, if Coop starts 10th in that race, maybe the whole series looks different. Well, gate pick was important in this race. Gate pick was, yeah, yeah, it was a big deal in this race with that first turn. Yeah, yeah. And and we're saying how big this win is for the entire season, the entire series. Like, who knows, man? It's early in the season. Little things really matter. Uh, Tomac got fourth, JT, but I thought he rode fantastic. He did. Uh, he put himself in a in a very difficult position early in the race, though, and then he got caught up, as did Ken Roxon, by the the uh, enigma that is Justin Barsha. And yeah, I mean, it, a fourth is okay. He didn't have any sort of meltdown type ride; like it wasn't that at all. But you can't spot these guys, you know, six or eight seconds. Those guys are too fast for that. Well. Do you think he catches Blake or, or even the top two guys if Barsha and him don't get into it? Because he was coming. I think coming. there's a chance. I think yeah. there's a chance, yes. Um, I, I think that really, uh, mentally, I think it really hurt, set him back as far as what he thought was capable. Because if he, he gets going there and it's before halfway and you see you're catching, that momentum rolls downhill, right? It, it seems right. upon itself. And I think it, he got so flustered with Barsha that he, I, he did, definitely didn't give up, but it just wasn't that that predator type mentality that you see from him a lot of times. I don't have a problem with what Barsha did, was doing at all. I know you did JT, but I like that. I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem. Yes, with you it. do. I don't, I don't like people riding rough on their way backwards that I don't like that. Well, it doesn't matter if it's Vince Freezy or Justin Barsha or whoever you want to say, I, I don't love that. I mean, he, he finished right behind Eli like a I know, but he, second and a half or something. It wasn't much. I understand. I understand. But generally, when guys get super aggressive as they're moving backwards, I'm not a huge fan of it. And that, that's what happened. I, I know he didn't fade to like 10. Yeah, he wasn't moving backwards. 
I, he was. I mean, he, when, he, when he was riding aggressively, he was getting past. He was riding. He was going backwards. He was fighting for position. Going backwards. I don't know. What do you think, Weech? Yeah, I mean, look, it, it almost seems like it's okay because it's Barsha, and you just you just come to accept that that's what Barsha is going to do. Uh, I feel like if most other riders were doing it, people would be like, what are you like, come on, man. Well, but you just, Barsha, it's just like, that's, he, that's Barsha. He, that's, that's Barsha being Barsha. He's so slowing okay. himself down, uh, you know, so, oh. so, so that part, that, that part isn't ideal. You're losing time to Blake Baggett here, everybody. Let's get going, you know, but, yeah. but, but he's fighting. He's saying, Hey, I don't care that you're Eli Tomac. Like, I don't care. I'm in this thing. So I guess no, nothing only, crossed the line to me. Nothing, no, nothing no. crossed the line. My only pushback is, is okay, you've got, what, arguably, I don't know, 14, 15 minutes left in the race, 13 minutes. In, in his head, is he going to he's gonna beat Eli Tomac for the rest of those 14 minutes? Is that what he thinks is going to happen? Well, yeah, if, I mean, yeah, yeah, he does, yeah. Okay, I mean, uh, if, yeah. if you do think that, then great. Yeah, so be it. I personally don't think that's going to happen. I have, I have dozens of races where that's not going to happen he, in, my, you know, in my back pocket. He was riding well. He was really he was moving forward. He was riding well. He couldn't. He was not get, moving forward. Early in the race, he, he came was from. Not moving forward. Yes, he was. He he came from like probably seventh or eighth off the okay, start. But what I, what I'm saying is, you you can't say he's riding well and moving forward. The, the incident that you're referring to, he was no, not moving. No, forward. No, generally, no. Backwards. I'm saying his race in general was good. He had a good race. Yeah. No, he he was riding well. I'm just saying, I personally didn't think he was going to be able to hold Tomac off the whole race. So given that. I would be like, what? I'm going to try to go with Tomac to the front because anybody that's been around the sport, including Justin Barsha, knows that Tomac's probably going to move forward. That's what he does, right? He generally moves to the front of the field. I usually think, or I usually approach situations like that, and if you get caught up stuffing each other and running into each other, all you do is hurt your inevitable result, especially when you're not even halfway yet. Hmm. So well, it wasn't it wasn't over the line. Yeah. It wasn't out of bounds or anything. I just don't necessarily know if it's the best way to approach that situation in the moment. What do you think, Weege? Nah, I disagree only because I feel like Barsha has been saying for the last couple of weeks, you know, if I could just start with these guys, I really think I could be there. And I was saying to myself, this is going to be a real test because now he's right there with them. He's right there with Tomac and Roxon. He's got to prove to himself and maybe to them that this year's different. This is the year I can keep up with those guys. So I completely and totally expected that he would just do everything he possibly could to beat them in the race. And yeah, strategy-wise, was he going to hold Tomac off for 14 minutes? No. But it's like, that's not the Barsha MO. It's like, I'm going to fight for every inch. And maybe for some crazy-ass reason, it's going to work out. So I'm going to just try it. And again, if it were any other rider, you would be like, what the hell is he doing? It's, but well, you just know that's how Barsha is. He's not going to give you the position... You know, uh, it, without a fight. If I, I said this to Justin, if it was Kyle Chisholm, I get like, what are you doing, Kyle? Like Eli Tomac's no offense to Kyle, but Eli Tomac's faster. Barsha thinks he's on that level. He's won a race this year. He had the red plate. We talked about That's Eli. What I'm saying. We talked I about Eli. Like, I, I will need to prove that I can beat these guys, and I'm going to do everything I can to try to keep them behind me to prove it to myself and to them. And we talked about Eli not really being not intimidating these guys like a Stu or a Chad back in the day, or even RV or Dunge. Right, like there's there's a little bit of shine lost on Eli as far as, you know, guys guys respecting him. I think they're just like, you know, who knows with this guy, right? He could go, he could get twelfth next weekend. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, so yeah, I, I just I personally think you're going to see Barsha five, six, seven week in and week out. So it was it was more like it was, to me, it was inevitable. I mean, fight for your position. I, I don't care. Whatever. It was just more like, listen, dude, he's, he's probably going to beat you anyway. What are you accomplishing by slowing both of you down? I right know. Now? I knew you would say that. That's always been your thing. And I don't I don't necessarily agree with you. Yeah. That's fine. But That's you're okay. always like, oh, there's a pecking order. This is where everybody goes. No, no, you no, know? no, no. I, I, I'm you're 567, Justin. You're 567. No, Eli is not. You know? I think he is. He doesn't no, have to think he is. I know, but. But I'm saying at that moment in the race, are you better served by trying to go catch the guys in front? If you're truly moving forward, like you're saying, like, oh, he's having a great race. We're moving forward. Are you better served getting into a tiff with Tomac in fifth or sixth place? Or are you better served? Let's go get the guys in front of us. I thought it was awesome. That's great. You and you and Barsha can hang out in Geneva and hang out until <laughs> you get in a fight again, and then you'll hate each other again. <laughs> I'm not disputing that. I just, uh, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get Tomac being upset. Like, hey, guy, you're costing us. We're trying to go forward. We're trying to go forward here. So. Yeah, and, and I want to make sure it's clear. I don't think it was out of bounds. Right. I'm just talking about what's the what's the best move in that scenario. That's all. Um. Do I talk about Hanny riding press day now or later? I just remembered. Right now. What, what's going on? Like, I don't understand this. This Hanny shows up at A1, rides press day. He shows up at San Diego, rides press day. He's doing a photo shoot for, for shift. But it's like, well, first of all, fly is the official gear of the series. So if there's any favors being put on, it would be for the folks at fly. Two, does he even have a license? Does he need a license? What if he hurts himself or somebody? What if he hurts somebody else? What if he gets Hanny, who's been known to have a bit of a temper, almost broke Alex Ray's leg? What if he gets into it with somebody and hurts them? What? I don't understand. Bernard Kerr gets a license, does all this stuff. Yes, it kind of does go through the back door and all of that stuff, but he asks, can I ride press day? And show you guys, and if I'm scary or I suck, I'll never show up on, on Saturday. You watch me ride press day. Nope. Can't do it. It's not Nope. It's press day. I looked at their Instagram followers. Bernard Kerr has like 60,000 less. He's two, over 200,000 followers. Because people are going to say, oh, Hanny, 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 Hanny. They're the same Instagram follower, basically. Like, I don't, I don't care. I like Josh. But this is like... Osborne riding Glendale third race. Like, ah, go ahead. Like, what? That's my piece. Uh, I don't think that Josh Hansen himself has the horsepower to do it. I think the brand that he was doing the photo shoot for does. And I think there's your answer. But your brand pays money to be the official gear of Supercross. I understand. The race, it's not even race day. I know, like, but it, I'm It's just, literally just, an exhibition on Friday. It literally has nothing to do with the race. Weege. Yeah, I think I'm with you, Steve. Like, I understand your point, JT, where it's like, it's for press. They have, uh, you know, local reporters riding TTR 110s out there. You know, you want to have a cool photo shoot. It's just for press purposes. I get all that, but. He's not racing. Me, it's, it's either a race or you're either a racer or you're not a racer. And if he was not, at Anaheim 1, I'm like, oh, maybe he was intending to race, maybe. But now we know he's definitely not. So 
What's the difference yeah, between I don't get what's it. the difference between the local reporter with her pants on backwards riding and Josh Hansen riding? You're really gonna go there. You're really gonna say I'm just saying the I'm local saying reporter going up and down the start straight for yeah. a live news hit and Hanny ripping laps with everybody else. I, I'm just saying in theory, what's the difference? It's not a race. It's all about creating buzz for the race. Like they're trying to get as many eyeballs onto this event as possible. And Hanny, 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 is Hanny doing that? Hanny, Hanny creates buzz. Yeah. Yeah? yeah, Hanny creates eyeballs. God, I, I, on, his, on social media, yes, he does. He, he swept through the paddocks. He appeals to a, a much different crowd than most of the racers do. I just, it's ridiculous. Again, Bernard Kerr, can I ride press day? No, no, you cannot ride press day. You are, you know, no. He, how about getting all the eyeballs of the downhill mountain biking world and fans on our sport? I don't think I don't. I, I think the whole Bernard Kerr thing was about he he went around. He found a loophole in the system, and I, I don't think they were very excited about how that whole. Went. But he said, "Can I ride press to show you I can ride?" That's all he wanted yeah, to do. I don't. I don't think they. I don't think they wanted him at that event period riding. He's not a dirt bike rider, well. like by by trade you know well well listen pulp mx i have a photo shoot scheduled with chris kiefer uh, i'm gonna try to get chris into f a press day i want to show off my new uh pulp mx this, graphics this doesn't this doesn't have to be shouldn't fair be, shouldn't like, be a problem this isn't, this isn't uh you know something where you can appeal to a, a court this is feld feld can do whatever they want this is their event they can tell anybody that they want that they can ride or can't ride on friday like that's one million percent, completely up to their their call. Whatever they well, feel like doing. Bernard Kerr seemed to say it was the AMA's call to not ride press day. Well, he did, he didn't he did was not deemed eligible to race that weekend. And right? Hanny has no license. So you think you think that I mean to me it sounded like the FIM told him no. I don't know. It doesn't matter in the end. In the end, period. Feld can tell Hanny he can ride on Friday or not, correct? I don't know. I don't know who tells yeah, him. I, 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 I don't know. For sure, for sure it is. That's Feld's event, right? They're, I mean, AMA and FIM are sanctioning, but it's Feld's event. I, I think JT's right, but obviously if the sanctioning body thinks it's absolutely horrible, which I guess they did in the case of Kerr, I'm sure they could overrule. I, I guess with Hanny, they just had no opinion. Yeah, uh, we're cool. I, I, I don't know. The whole thing is so lame. What it's, did it it's hurt so though? Lame. Is my question. Are you are you just mad about inequality? Is that what this is about? Are you we got a guy. We got a guy with no license out there. There's probably like he never raced before. Like the guy won two fifty super. There's cross, probably I mean. there's probably some insurance li liabilities if he hurts himself or someone else. I would assume he signed a waiver. We got privateers who probably were told don't bother coming out. And actually, there is a there is a small press day thing brewing with the, with Wygant's guys Penride Honda. Oh, really? Yeah. Somebody is very upset that Penride gets to ride every single, well, obviously not now because it's going east, but Penride's ridden every single press day, and this, yeah. team, this team has been asking, has been told no. It's only for certain teams. And meanwhile, Penride shows up and, and does laps every weekend. Yeah, I don't. Uh, right, right. Who I knows? I have a feeling yeah. if Roxon or Tomac wants to show up and do press day, that gives them a lot. It of doesn't press have to. Things, this but, isn't equality, yeah. though. That's this, what I'm but there's to tell you guys. this isn't. They no, can do whatever they want. This isn't nom. There's rules. No, there are not. There's not rules. There's no rules. 
No, not when it comes to press day. Okay. They like, can do whatever no, they want. No rules pasta. No. If you want to hold a race at, uh, you know, Paris Raceway next weekend, you can have whoever press you want there, too. I'm going to do that. That's fine. I'm sure Feld would be like, great. Have whoever you want. Flame. Flame. I understand. I understand your point. I'm just saying they they are absolutely within their right to do whatever they want okay. on Friday press day. But do you think it's lame? For Hanny to be able to ride? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it hurt anything. Okay. You can't compare Bernard Kerr to Josh Hansen, who's well, won I'm glad several w- races in this series. I'm glad Weege is on my side. Here's the thing, man. The part that I don't like about it is why, why Hanny? Why? Okay. Steve. If Kawasaki wants a Science of Supercross segment and they want Jeremy McGrath to go ride on Friday and he doesn't have a license, is that garbage? Is, is Jeremy, is he filming something? Is he, is he doing? He just said Science of Supercross. Okay, Kawasaki's yeah. a sponsor? Yeah. Yep. Kawasaki's like, hey, the thing we do for McGrath to do some laps on. Or McGrath's going to do something at opening ceremonies. He needs practice. Yeah, I'm fine with that because, yeah, the opening ceremony. Or Ricky's done it before, like in Atlanta. You know, he's gone out there because he's yeah. had to ride the track the next the night or whatever that night. Yeah. The part I don't like about it is I don't – I would have to hear the reason why whatever Hanny was doing was deemed so important. Like, it's Josh Hansen. It's not Jeremy McGrath. It's not Rick Carmichael. It's not – like, I, that's what I would like to that, know. Like, that's what that's makes it. Him so important. It's that's, the – yeah, yeah I, I'm with you. That's I'm the same spot. Like, why? Yeah. Why? Why? I'm almost. I'm almost Hanny. positive. Yeah, I'm almost positive that brand yeah. asked a favor and they were granted a favor. What about Anaheim One? Did they ask a favor there too? For Bernard Kerr? No, for I Hanny. I don't think so. For Hanny, I don't think so. I, I mean, that from every account, they didn't. That brand did not have any. All of their riders were hurt, and Josh Hansen, they needed a favor to get photos done. What about Anaheim That's, One? I don't know what what about okay. Anaheim one. I don't know what you're talking about. Hanson rode Anaheim one press day. Oh, okay. Well, I mean that's like again comes back to Feld can do what they want. This is their series. They own it. Okay. It doesn't. This isn't this. They don't have to be fair. Like it doesn't have to be fair. Cool. I'm gonna right? I'm gonna try to get I'm gonna try to get some guys in press day then. But you, you're that's what I'm telling you. They don't. They can. Yeah, yeah. No, Yeah, I'm not saying I need to. I'm just gonna ask. I, I need guys in press day. I need photos. <laughs> We'll see how we'll see how if it goes. If there's a reasonable argument like JT is making there, then I'm okay with it. But I, I it, it better be a reasonable thing because I don't put that if Jeremy McGrath wants to do something for the crowd and he needs to practice on Friday, he's king of supercross. He's good. Ricky Carmichael, goat. He's good. Yeah. Josh Hansen needs to be on the track. I'd be like, why? Why? Uh, why? Hey, hey. Uh, does, Barry, does does John Dowd need to go out on the track? I mean, like, it's on his social. He hey, posted on social shift. media the reason. Hey, shift your 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 gear is uh, being ridden in an empty stadium. So just go to the Honda track and take some photos of your of your of your gear. Well, I I could see how you could make photos look way cooler uh, doing it in the stadium, but that's just because it's cool for the photos doesn't mean because in that case you're right. Everybody can do it. Yeah. Well, why do you need to do it? Because our photos look better. Yeah, well, I, I guess oh. we got to give you the stadium. Our photos would be I'm cool. Yeah. You is yeah. That brand there we go. Asked a favor and Feld chose to give them that favor. Great. They, they could tell you to piss off. I, like, yeah. They could tell everybody else to piss right. off. Right. That's Good. the right Great. they have. They have bought. Great. They own that right. Great. Good to hear. It's lame. Is that I, okay? I mean, that's but that's that's how it goes. If somebody wants to, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. If somebody, because people ask me all the time, hey, can you get me on the Pulp Show? And I'm like. Probably not. That's Steve's soul. People ask you all the time. People ask they you do. all the time. Yes. Can you get me on the Pulp Show? They do. Oh, God. Give me a break. 
I'm telling you they do. You don't, you don't think they do? No. No, I think you're lying right small, now. Small companies, these got the, they have small companies and, and stories they want to tell. Yes, they do. I, I mean, it, they do. So you have sole discretion to tell them yes or no. It's no different. Yeah, well, great. I can't wait to get a bunch of people on, on press day for photos. Okay. All right, they're going to tell you no. Okay. Well, they have that right. All right, let's move on. Uh, Roxon, sixth. Kind of didn't, I mean, he moved forward. You know, him and Eli kind of got each other. Well, Roxon was in front. Eli got him. And then, uh, but Roxon just didn't have the jam. I don't know if it was a red Mohawk wagon or what, but he rode well. He rode well, just not great. Well, uh, you guys got to help me on this one because TV was really having a tough time. You had this unbelievable war with Barsha and those two guys. And then the constant webs come, and you know it's going to happen at some point to, yeah. to catch. So <clears throat> after a while, they went back to Webb and AC, and I never really saw Roxon versus Barsha again. Like, no. Roxon was right next to him at one point. Yeah, they didn't. And then in the end, Barsha just beat him. So yeah, how did yeah. that go down? Yeah, that, that's it. That, that's exactly what happened. I thought they would – I thought – well, I wasn't sure, but JT, I kind of thought Roxon would hold off Eli and they would rip through the pack together early in the race. I'm like, okay, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, it was a it was a weird ride for from Roxon. Um, I don't know. I don't think it was physical because if you watched his heat race, he just crushed those guys. Yeah, I mean he absolutely dominated the heat race. And then I, I don't. I think he just got flustered. I really do. I think uh, not being able to pass Barsha and watching Webb and those guys ride away, I think it just bothered him mentally, and he could never really rebound and get going. I think he was just so caught up in that and like pissed off and mad it just ruined his race uh brayton weege did you talk to your guy i did get a text back um the hot rumor because i saw anderson get lapped and get 14th which anderson's really one of the most consistent guys like anderson just never gets 14th like that just doesn't happen so i'm like what so yeah the rumor today was that uh brayton took him out and it has been confirmed. Uh, Brayton pretty much told me that Anderson's jacked with him one too many times. Yeah. And he had to get even. And he said it's still five to one lifetime, so he doesn't he, feel that bad about it. He got a trick trip a trip to the AMA truck after. To, Brayton did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they were they were and Brayton told me like they weren't focusing on why Brayton did that. They just kept saying, Well, you know, what were you thinking here and what were you thinking there? And Brayton's like, Did you see him knock me off the track the turn before uh it, what brayton did jt was worse than what jason did to, to, to brayton like you know he took brayton down brayton anderson yep. didn't do that to brayton but it certainly wasn't an angel move it was uh in a, in a corner that nobody passed that all day long that i saw you know no, yeah and you'll love this because this was the complete opposite of looking at it in a vacuum right this is a I'm sick and tired of Anderson riding rough with everybody all the time and being over aggressive. And yeah, you just piss me off. Just like, just like Brayton told we just like, okay, I've had enough, dude. Every time you pass me, you have to run into the side of me or make a block pass or do something. You can't just make a pass. Yeah. And he, he did it in a way to where Brayton had already, I watched it live. Brayton had committed to the corner. Anderson ran into the side of him, knocked him off the track. And then Brayton was like, all right, dude, you want if you really want to play that way that's fine i know how to take people out too i just choose not to and yeah he just had enough yeah and he so he got he missed like two or three jumps it looked like and went uh, doubled in yep and then 
went right across to Anderson. So yeah, I mean, I don't think Brayton can defend it other than just I've had enough, dude. Like the guys hit me so yeah. many times, I probably lost count. And yeah, he, he needed it, to get something back. And I mean, like Brayton was like they were upset with Justin a little bit, and he just kept saying like, "What about the move on me?" And they just they yeah. thought it was a normal pass, but he hit me off the track. Like I I, if you thought it was a normal pass, I got hammered off the track. Like, yeah. you know, he kind of couldn't wrap his head around that. So Well, and I, I think, too, they're, they are truly looking at it in a vacuum, and he's not. I think that's the disconnect. Well, I thought the pass by Anderson probably was pretty rough. It was. No, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I think they're looking at it only that pass probably didn't warrant mm, just cleaning him. But I think if you've watched Anderson, he's not, he's not shy about making contact most um, of the time. Before we get too far into this, the press day shenanigans between Barsha and Marty were great. Oh, oh they my were gosh. amazing. And and I, I told Barsha like, it's phenomenal that you were able to stop, pivot, come in, take out his front tire, never slow down like a F sixteen fighter pilot. It is that's a pure magician move by a guy that's done it a few times. Before, uh, I was admiring the move to knock Marty down more than I mean. It was phenomenal. It's just what a what a veteran move, JT, of a guy who can put his back tire anywhere he needs to and not even slow himself down. Well, I'm noticing a pattern here. You had a great talk with Barsha about his Marty incident. Now you're backing up his his uh, battle in the main event. So clearly, you and Barsha were on uh, uh, well, vibing this weekend. The I. I don't give a shit about the, parade, the the press day thing. Like, whatever. Marty said it was for something that happened a few weeks ago. So Marty cross-jumped him. I mean, there's no doubting that in the air. So that's kind of gnarly. And I don't care. But the precision that that takes, that move, is something else. That's a guy who's done it yeah, a I few think dozen rushed, times. <laughs> Marty rushed it, too. Like, there was – Marty needs to wait there in the in the press day crash. He, he's got to wait there because Barsha hasn't pinned. Right. But, ah. yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm here for the drama, though. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. Marty Marty told me after the race, we, we, I'll go out in the street. We'll, we'll settle this like men. Hey, how many times, though, have people wanted to get a piece of Barsha? He just, like, hands up. Like, I, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I, I, I don't no. want to fight. I don't think he's, he's touching me. I'm not touching him. This is Weston Pike wants to go into the tunnel. He's he's just going to hang out on the track. No, Greg Aranda wants to beat him down. I got to go. Yep. Yeah, no. Uh, this is the you're fighting against. A, <laughs> you're you're out of your way, you're out of your league, Johnny. When it comes to this stuff, like well, and, and Marty's not exactly John Jones. So no, no, no. It's pretty obvious. Barsha wants no piece of anybody off the motorcycle. No, poor poor Marty. Weege, poor Marty. Yeah, I know. And and I I listened to your interview there with Barsha, and he said it's going to be awkward because they're on the same flights every week. <laughs> but I'm assuming like uh, Marty was an MTF guy forever when Barsha was there. There, there's like. So I don't mean bad history, but I'm sure these guys have had many ups and downs through the years. Probably good times, too. I mean, they live uh, in so the same neighborhood. They live yeah, in the same neighborhood. Said, we yeah, he said the same neighborhood. We take the same flights. I'm going to see him on all these flights now. But I'm sure, it's, I mean, these guys go way back. And I don't mean that like they go way back taking each other no, out way yeah, back. But no. they know each other very well. So it's uh, – Barsha also told you with the Tomac deal. Barsha is very good at – never really knows what – No. No. These guys are mad about. No. Never really knows. Didn't know what Marty was mad about. Didn't really know what Tomac was mad about. He's really good at that. Yeah, no, he's great. Um, yeah. uh, Mookie's heat race pass, JT. 
through the middle of two guys in the whoops to get them both. <laughs> Phenomenal. That's what he does. I, I think we need to see more of it, though. He he didn't remember it. And what? I'm like, what? He didn't remember it. I, I'm like, it was amazing. There was probably a foot on each side of his handlebar, and he went right through the whoops. See you later. Don't was- you... Don't you feel like we haven't seen a lot of that from Mookie this year, though? Yes. I'm, I'm still waiting on Mookie to arrive. I don't I know. Every single week I talk to him, JT, he tells me he's happy to get out of there. Yep. Happy to get I'm like, I, yeah. okay, all right. I don't know how else you can look at it other than he doesn't want to hurt himself. And, yep. and you said that on Saturday night, but I 100% agree with that. Yep, and I just don't – I just think he's like, I want to get through 17 of these. I don't want to hurt myself again. And and but he's still top ten. He's fine. He's good. Yeah, we just haven't seen the balls out. Yeah, I, I just don't think getting seventh and not really being on TV at all or even in the race is necessarily what's made Mookie Mookie though. Right. You know, I, I don't know what's good. I don't want him to get hurt. Mm-hmm. But I think for him to be his best, he's got to find a way to incorporate some of that. Uh, AP Weege was good. This was a positive yeah. step for Aaron. He did a lot of suspension work. Ross Maeda came out, um, the guru of Enzo. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, yeah, so a lot of suspension work, a lot of testing. He said Oakland couldn't happen again. Like, he can't do that again. And uh, yeah, it was good. I mean, look, he fell. Ended up, he ended up 10th, where he's been a lot. But it was a, it was a, it was a positive race for AP. Yeah, it doesn't matter where he finishes. It's, it, this season isn't about points or anything like that. He just needs something to believe he can do it. And, I mean, he was staying right with Webb and uh, AC until he fell. I know it's only a few laps, but if you're Lessinger, you just haven't yeah. had anything yep. to hang your hat on or, or know where you stand or anything to make you think, uh, yeah, I'm going to become a podium guy someday. Uh, so this is just, man, he needed that. Who cares about the finish? Just, I'm sure he can leave saying, I saw Webb and I saw AC right there, and they weren't pulling away. Right, this is something. Yep. So that's big. I agree. By the way, when I when I interview Mookie every week, he kind of gets ahead of himself in the in the post race stuff. And when he wants to agree with me, he's told me two or three times that I've hit the head on the nail. <laughs> and I'm always hit the like, head on the nail. Yeah, he's, I'm always like, mm, close, close. Well, <laughs> it was also a blessing in the skies. Yes, a couple years ago. It was. Yes, it was. It was a blessing in the skies. <laughs> um, yeah. Zacco, JT. Poor Zacco. No, oh, dead last. Dead last. Yeah. Crash. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he said he rode better. His Instagram post said he rode better. He did. But I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't watch. <laughs> I did not watch him. So I have really no comment. Once I saw him in last, that was the last time I really looked. <laughs> no, he was, he was on it, man. He was ripping. So Marty said he was ripping, too. Yeah, I mean, he got, what, up to 11th or yeah, something? Yeah, 11. Like yeah. So, yep. it's fine. It's just, it hasn't gone well lately for him. Um, Chad Reed? Bike problems, or did he crash? Uh, bike problems, yeah. Yeah, something going on looked like engine-related. I know they had to replace an engine again. I was just saying during, that, right, during the day? Yeah, during the day. And then there was something going on with engine again in the main event, but I don't know what. Well, he got in through the heat, though. He had to get chiz, Weege. <laughs> yes. Chad, Chad's going to Chad more than Chiz is going to Chiz. Yeah, Chad's going to out-Chiz Chiz any day. Yeah, yeah, Chad can out-Chiz Chiz. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't, at first, I thought, I'm like, oh, man, this might be where we're at. I think Chiz is going to Chiz. But no, Chad got him. Yep. Yeah. And he was, you know yeah. what? The old guy was still good in the whoops, JT. 
He wasn't. I mean, he wasn't the best guy. Don't get me wrong. Nope. He wasn't the best guy, but he was good. He yeah. Still knew what he was doing. Track, yeah, on a track like that where he's probably the same speed as Chiz everywhere else, that's going to be his strength, right? He's, right. He's just gonna. He, he's gonna know that too, and he's yep. gonna capitalize on it, and make passes there. And yep. It's certainly not the Chad Reed that we even saw last year, but hopefully he. You know, can continue to get in these main events and yeah. stick it out. Yep, absolutely. Uh, anything else in 450 class? Um, I just want to say Mookie did have two, I think two weeks in a row, I think it was St. Louis and Anaheim too, where he made some double passes in the whoops like he like he did, Yeah, as you mentioned tonight. So you guys got to help on this. I had suggested when he's making these blitzes through the whoops, that's when uh, Derek Henry, the – huge running back for the Titans was nearly single-handedly carrying them to the Super Bowl. Right. So I said to our crew, I'm like, can we do side-by-side gifts of Derrick Henry, like blowing through two linemen yeah. and then Mookie blow- blowing past two guys in the whoops? And my other guy said, nah, that probably would come across as racist. And I was like, ah, but it'd be so funny. So should we have done that or should I not have done that? How is that racist? Like, oh, you're comparing the black guy to the black guy. Of course they are. <laughs> Black guy or black guy? How does that go the other way? If it's a white guy and a white guy, I don't, I don't Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I well, I which understand. rider did you choose to compare yeah. to an NFL running back? Mookie. Right. right. Yeah. But everybody's scared of everything in 2020. Like, you can't say or post anything. So, yeah. that was it. I get it. I get it. That was it. It would have been hilarious. Like, we had picked out clips wow. of Mookie going past Freeze and Tomac in the whoops at St. Louis and then Derek Henry, like, blowing five guys up. Papa Max would have uh, done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you to uh, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Uh, that gear is out now, JT, to buy the camo um, LE. Yep, sure is. Came out Friday. Weege, it was everywhere in San Diego. Like, everybody had it. It, 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 it was a coordinated attack by the folks at, at Fly Racing to get. I'm surprised the ushers didn't have it on. <laughs> it was everywhere. First of all, I'll give full credit, JT. The fly gear did look good, but. In general, I feel like this was maybe the best of the military appreciation nights. I feel like people have really figured this out. Like, Fly looked really good, but a lot of bikes, a lot of teams, I, I thought, what do you think? I think it was the best uh, military appreciation night for, for overall looks, I thought. Oh, like, these, I things so. tend to go, these things tend to get worse, not better. This I one's did, trending better. I did see a lot of things. Uh, I saw some really cool bike designs. Uh, yep. I want to say it was... Wageman was one of the bikes they had like it looked like a fighter fighter jet the whole bike yeah. the, the, um, the teeth yeah yep. yeah I'm all for it I think it's cool um, I've seen some really poorly executed stuff over the years but <laughs> I agree with you things are getting better and you wonder if it's just a technology thing like the graphics companies are getting better oh yeah um, it's it really more than anything it's planning especially on the, the apparel side it's it's several months out of planning well, to, to pull it off. I tweeted about this, but, like, we just – Jacob Hayes can't be wearing red, white, and blue gear with a gray bike or a brown bike. Like, let's just all get together here. The guys need to – everybody needs to talk and it's get planning. it figured out, yep. you know? But, but KTM doesn't do anything. You ever notice that? KTM, just nothing. No, never. Retro, never. no. Military, no. Nothing. Nope. St. Jude, no. Never. No. Nope. Do they do anything at Red Bud? I don't think so. I don't know. Man. No red, white, and blue. Man. <laughs> I know where yeah, you're. Is I know where you're going with this, Wygant. 
No, I don't. Where am I going? Oh, uh, never mind. No, it was going. a joke. It was a joke. Um, all right. Uh, all right. Uh, fly Racing, flyracing.com. So get that gear now if you want. Is that light hydrogen stuff, JT? I don't. I, it what, is. What, okay, it's light hydrogen. Camo LE. Good, good promo too, by the way. Top Gun promo. That was nice. Good job on that. Uh, thank you, Renthal, as well. The undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since '69. Renthal has become notorious for a relentless obsession to detail and quality through their commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. Maxxis Tires, uh, Maxxis.com. Please check them out on the web. Uh, Alex Ray using Maxxis to again rip through the pack in the LCQ with his Maxxis Tires. And he blew up a motor in practice. And in the whoops, it must have made such a big noise. AC turned and looked at him like he like, what was going on there? So, uh, massive bang from a- a- Alex Ray's bike. Uh, also, thanks to Alias CBD, Alias Racer X, 20% off for that. Designed for the extreme athlete and all of us. Official pain bomb of the Geico Honda Factory Connection team, AliasCBD.com. Thank you to those guys as well. Uh, let's go on to, uh, to 250s here, shall we? Well, hold on. Let me also mention uh, uh, yeah, onxmaps.com. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I'm an off-road guy. I have a very strict try not to go to the airport on crutches uh, program, which uh, I ended up on crutches many times, dump, jumping jumps and motocross. So uh, that's how I ride in the woods. So go to onxmaps.com and uh, find places that you can ride and potentially have less chance breaking your leg than your local motocross track, just saying. And subscribe to RaceRex Online, everybody. Subscribe to RaceRex Magazine, I mean. Yeah, we won't do this. We won't yeah. do these podcasts. We will stop this if keep, you don't do it. Keep the lights on, please. I, I hate to bring this up again. JT's going to laugh, but I got a Justin Barsha feature in the new issue. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's all coming, it's all coming together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the master plan. All right, 250s. Dylan Ferrandez is the fastest 250 rider in America. The end of story. All right, have a good show, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> He is, dude. He Look, Forkner was good. Ferrandis, as you said, Weege, would make a strike, make a strike on the off-camber, uh, try to get in there, would lose a bunch of time, and it looked like he could get back up to Forkner, no issues. And he got him, and he got booed for no reason, by the way. Uh, and he won. So, great race by both guys, but Ferrandis was the superior rider, Weege. Just the whoops, bro. It's just the whoops. It's uh, he's Forkner is... Maybe okay in the whoops, not great, not the worst thing ever, but not great. And Ferrandis is just becoming all-time 250 guy in the whoops. And I saw you tweet about it over and over in practice. He was. It doesn't matter what the whoops are like every week. It does not matter. He will kill those whoops. Who was faster than Ferrandis in the whoops, JT? All day, like 450 rods. Who was faster? Uh, Blake. Okay. Uh, Roxon in the heat race. Yeah, he's pretty good there too. Um, Brayton in the heat race. Oh, here we go. I don't know about that. What? I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. The point is, is Dylan was amazing. He was good. Yeah. He was but, amazing. But I, I think that uh, Weege had a very astute tweet uh, that I disagree. It's really, only it's really only in the main events when the uh, the whoops get really cupped out where Forkner starts to struggle. That's that's where Ferrandis has the edge. Yeah, when they start getting edgy, Forkner starts going side to side, and it gets ugly. Yep. Yep. I don't know. Ferrandis was really good in them all day long. Faster than Forkner all day long in the whoops. He was, but when in the were... heat race, when the, when the whoops are good, when they're in good condition, Forkner's not giving anything up. It's when they get nasty, that's when Ferrandis really makes his mark. 
Maybe so, but Ferrandis was faster in these whoops. I, I will not hear anything else. <laughs> uh, clearly, I will we know not. You won't hear anything I mean, else. from from the first practice to the last practice to the heat race to the main, I don't care. I mean, you can talk about Forkner being closer than not Ferrandis, but 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 no. Um. Well, what about the booing? What about the booing? I'm here for yeah. it. <laughs> of course you are, JT. Of course you are. <laughs> you and you and Tom Baggett with your Trump socks, you guys can get together. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think it was appropriate last night at all. Dude, I don't think he cares. I don't think Villeman cares. I don't think Dylan cares, but come on, man. I, th- I think he cares. You do? Nobody nobody wants to be booed. Yeah, nobody wants to maybe. Be yeah. Bro, Chad told you on Monday night that he didn't like being booed, and if anybody could pretty much take anything, <laughs> I mean, it'd be like, Chad Reed, and I was shocked. Even he said he didn't like it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, Fine. Those passes were fine, everybody. Boo them in Anaheim, too. Go ahead. Yeah. And then leave them alone. Yeah, the last two weeks, uh, that's as much on Fortner. Why are you ending up off the track there? <laughs> in, in Oakland, he just he just hooked a hard right. He did. There was so much room. Ferrandis left just enough room for him to stay on this time. In Oakland, it wasn't even close. There was tons of room. Yeah. Yeah, he did nothing wrong. I, I think you can even tell that Ferrandis was trying to play it like, I have this probation, I'm not sure what to do like i feel like he could have been worse and he still got booed yep well good thing there's a break Uh, jt yeah i think he's just created a a situation for himself where any aggressiveness is going to be met with very harsh criticism even if it's unwarranted uh, i just think that's where your average fan is at this point right well it was a good race by both guys for sure uh cooper third ferrandis is up on cooper uh, seven points now for a long break. Um, Mosman was good. Mosman led some laps. Actually, he was all right, but he, man, he what? really dropped. He, he dropped way off those guys by the end. I mean, it was good. It was a good first half of the race. I, I, mean, I didn't. I don't believe this, but somebody told me that they think that these three guys are better than any three guys on the East. I don't even know how you could even think that yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> right, right, okay. Right. And if you're going to tell me that you don't think that McElrath could be in the mix at all, no, I'm just, I would I'm not agreeing with this. It's just a theory I heard in the pits. So, um, first to the finish line for Paul Mex Fantasy, though, really hurt me for that Mosman, by the way. Just want to put that out there. I, I was, it was beautiful to see. I picked Forkner. I think a lot of people did. Yep. Uh, Hartraft rode well, came from the back. Um, Hartraff starts. I haven't been good the last couple of weeks, but he's been charging hard, so good job for him. Carson Brown, man. Carson wow. Brown. He's been good. He has been good. Yeah, really good. His heat race was really, really strong. Troll Train? He got together with Ludovic. He struggled in the whoops. Crashed again later on. Left the race in an angry, in an angry mood, I heard. He had a big get-off and practice in the woods. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, I, you know what? I was watching him. Sorry. I was watching him, and, like, I've seen it with so many of these guys now. When things are going sideways in the whoops, hit the brakes. These guys don't hit the brakes ever. Like, they just they just go for it. It's like there's no way, like, they're letting off ever. I'm like, dude, you, it's practice. You, you, can, you can hit the brakes and save it, and they're just, nah, screw it. I'm just going to grab another handful. And they just huck a buck right into oblivion. We each, there was a there was like an eight guy pile up at the end of the whoops in the sand. 
in one practice because <laughs> well Carno I think was crashed by himself but he was off to the left and then two guys Wageman and someone else got together then another guy plowed into him Lieb went down uh, it, it was just yeah we're gonna need to clean up out, out there it was amazing it was um uh, JT you liked McAdoo's interview uh yeah it was it was interesting uh i think he's gonna need to see see some of the kawasaki pr uh public speaking people this week you could you could just tell he was so scared to say the wrong thing about a motorcycle mechanical but failure i haven't watched it yet but yeah just oh. my bike broke i mean everybody can oh, see man. that like just say that he dances around it and hops around it doesn't know what to say says there's something with the bike and then he backtracks from that and it's like all over yeah the map. yeah yeah, he was scared. <laughs> poor, poor he was rabbit. Scared. Man, he's 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 uh he's had a rough go here lately, man. Jeez. He'll be okay. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah, I think he'll be okay. Yep. I want to thank Chris. I How feel, oh. you know what I told uh, Ramit at uh, St. Louis. Huh? I told him I'm like, dude, you're good now. Like, you ever notice once you get to that, you're on one of the factory 250 teams status. You have to be so incredibly bad to end up off of that wagon. You get like two or three years, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's good. He doesn't have to worry about any individual race. He, he's just one of the guys at that level. He had fifth wrapped up, so. Yeah, the uh, fantasy team is aware of that. <laughs> Chris Howell, though, I got played, a, Thank yeah. you, Chris Howell, uh, for the fantasy team points there. He, he's good in the yeah. whoops. Yeah. Mm. I, I got a question about that. Okay. So you you were swinging for the fences with Howell. Is it right for me to start? rooting for guys to not make main events because I know somebody else has them on the team. Is that is that okay or is that mean? No, that's fine, huh, JT? Okay. Oh, I root against guys all the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, like, vocally. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, you're fine. <laughs> Weege, people want to get you on the fantasy pod for your complete inability to grasp the rules or anything about fantasy. Yeah, up until uh, about five minutes ago, I forgot you had the first lap led thing. I, I don't even know where that is or how to even do it. <laughs> <laughs> wait I forgot about that i want to get guys that are double points or i, I want to <laughs> wait <laughs> um, every week i feel like i killed it and i do i'm three thousandth overall i don't get it that's what's confusing me <laughs> um yeah. ludovic switched to a ktm ama so he's no longer on kawasaki but amart wishes he was never out there at all amart was not happy bryson gardner i don't know anything about bryson gardner but good job bryson gardner he was on race day live oh he was so he was like the maybe that was his good luck charm or something. Yep, got in there. Wow. Uh, Tanty was Tanty was up high and then crashed. Like I don't know what happened, but Tanty was sixth. Yeah, he went seventh. Over the berm over the berm after the first set of whoops, similar to Marty Davalos in practice. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Six week break for these guys. So or a while, anyways. I See you at Glen Helen every Thursday. Yeah. Really. Right. <laughs> But, I mean, you know what? For as good as Ferrandez has been, and, you know, for all me talking about Ferrandez, he is only seven up. That is one, you know, bad shootout, showdown, whatever, away. Like, it's not not over. I know nobody's saying that, but just FYI. Uh, You said last week it was over. I know. It is. I believe it is. No, no. (laughs) I I believe it is, but it's not. It's not. So It's over, and Barsha's awesome. That's what. That's the only thing yes. I got out of this podcast. Yeah. Fredis, Fredis is the fastest rider in the world, <laughs> and, and Barsh is awesome. So. You have a damn shirt that says Marty Nation, and there you are congratulating Barsha on taking Marty out. 
just sweet, I, I just, beautiful music. I, I think the pre- precision that 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 takeout was just next next level for me. It was just a, the the preciseness and and it didn't slow him down. It didn't do anything. That's a guy who has done that a half a dozen a dozen times, probably. Hey, I I don't know if you, you probably remember this, Steve. Folks out there listening, when Steve Mathis was first hitting the scene as media guy, uh, the Nationals had this unbelievably dumb rule where if you're an alternate, like if you were like 42nd fastest in qualifying or something like Uh that, you could not practice. But you might end up in the moto. Right? You remember this, Steve? No, I don't. Okay, they would not let you practice. So you went to Jay Mitchell, who used to work for the AMA. And you're like, Jay, why are you not letting these dudes practice? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Yes. And he's like, because they'll try to purposely take someone out and injure yes. them so they get in. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And you're like, Jay, they're they're not F-16 tactical fighters. They cannot aim right for the, the, the foot wow. or the leg or the knee. There's one man who can. There's one man okay. who can, apparently, because I was impressed by that. <laughs> but I, I, I feel like it was one of your first experiences. Like, what is the deal with this Mathis guy? Like, he really... He does not hold back. Like he really feels this way, and he's coming after us. Well, it was it was ridiculous. Uh, but Barsha apparently can. Um, okay. did, JT, do you have you did you know what Marty was talking about? In like a few weeks ago, he said Marty said it started. Have you seen any beef between Marty and and Barsha? Uh, no. Barsha probably just hit him. He does that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, have you watched? You haven't watched the race, right? Tomac no. is giving him an earful. Giving Barsha an earful after the yeah, I, uh, oh, yeah, I I was watching with binoculars. I, I I watched the whole thing. I was I was actually thought they sat there for two minutes, yeah, and nobody said a, like, like they didn't say a word. And I'm like, oh, maybe this is all good. And then it they got into it. And, and, and we were sitting right by Gabrielle, who uh, owns Alpine Stars. And I was like, this is gonna be Alpine Star and Alpine Star crime right here. Something this is gonna be terrible. Both I was watching him very closely, and he was loving it. Was he? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, very entertaining. Right. Right. It was a good race. Uh, if you paid your money for tickets to go to San Diego, those two main events and then all of that, you got your money's worth, man. It was a good, good night of racing. So I, I don't say I that. Agree. I don't say that too often. Like sometimes you, yeah, we were a little bit jaded, right? But it was yep. it was good. It was cool to watch. Um, all right, championship prediction. Are you are you jumping back, JT? I do. I have to hear from Dylan. Regardless of what I say, I don't even want to say anything if I have to hear it. So. <laughs> I think you will either way. <laughs> but uh, I'll go Tomac. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm Tomac. That looks awfully good. Yep. Yeah, it was a big uh, statement. I'll, yep. Yeah, I'll stick with Tomac. All right, Weege. Uh, I'll stick with Anderson from last year. Just keep that <laughs> okay. from last year. I'll just keep that going. Keep it rolling. Yeah. Well, that yeah. hey, talk about the Barsha and um, and Eli thing. Let's watch Anderson and Brayton this weekend. The Anderson's not exactly strikes me as a guy to let things go. So, no, you know. it's coming back. Yeah, yeah, it's coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna Brayton. Brayton will be fried at some point this series. <laughs> yep, yep. Nope. This will be another thing to keep an eye on. Hundred percent. Well, dude, it's costly because I mean Anderson. What fourteenth? Like that really wrecks him in the points. Like, yeah, yep. he's gonna be pissed. Well, he went down again yeah. too. He went down again too. I don't know where he was, but he crashed again. Well, so. I'm sure he's not gonna blame himself. No, like what, no, no. What no. rider is going to be like? You know what? That's really on me. No, he's going to blame the dude that took him out. He, he crashed in the same corner where he hit Brayden originally. Oh, instant yeah. karma. Yeah, instant karma. All right. Thank you, Renthal. Thank you, Maxis. Of course, thanks, Fly Racing as well. Uh, alias CBD. Weech, JT. Thanks, boys. See you guys. I will see you in Tampa.
Yeah, he's back. He's back. In in person. Yep. See you guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there, you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, hey,